0: Hey, this is Pecos from Pecos and the Rooftops, and you're listening to the Midwest Mixtape Podcast.
1: I don't want to hear the good side of this goodbye If you want to go, baby, just sleep Don't tell me that you still care And that I'll always be special Cause these words don't so mean a damn thing And hey, that I'm still up drunk as fuck for a.m. writing this damn song But I guess I'm okay I'm being okay Give it time and I'll soon move on mm-hmm. You said my life was too fucked up
2: Hi, welcome to the Midwest Mixtape Podcast, live on site at Chesterfield Amphitheater in Chesterfield, Missouri. For the show tonight, we have Pecos from Pecos and the Rooftops. How's it going, man? Lovely. It's going good. It's been a good day. Yeah, it's a nice day. You said you just got off the golf course here a little bit ago and was able to catch uh, 18 holes, I guess.
0: Yeah, me and Colby and uh, our tour managers went and we had a good time. Who's the big dog there? Uh, we did a scramble and me and Jackson won. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun though. We all had a good time. It's a really nice course too. Yeah. What course was it? I don't even know what it was called. Yeah. Honestly, I yeah. don't even know what it was called. It was about 15 minutes from here.
2: Scramble's the way to go, right? Because even if yeah. somebody hits a bad shot, you know, like yeah. we, I've played with buddies before, where like you know, one guy's playing awful, one guy's playing great. It's a long day because this guy's looking for his ball the whole time. Just scramble. Yeah, take and the best it, ball. It
0: makes it a lot easier. Like, Ann Jackson's good, so
2: I have more leeway on hitting shitty shots if I need to. It always helps when one guy is good at, like, driving and then somebody else is good at putting or Uh, chipping or something. yeah. Kind of work it out that way. We're excited for the show tonight. We're also excited for the show tomorrow night, Saturday, September 16th, the camp at Lake Wapapella, one of my favorite venues. I know you've played there before. Presented by Golden Eagle Entertainment. Pick us in the rooftops with somebody else that we, and and a homie of yours, but uh, we interviewed uh, Cade. Mm-hmm.
0: y'all and, did an interview with kate yeah
2: we did oh, cool. yeah it was great talk i oh. asked him uh i played this for my wife i asked him i said hey man is your i've never asked this of another man but is your music sexy because i added <laughs> it to me and my wife's playlist for a little alone <laughs> yeah, time some good stuff and i told him you know you guys are so different and i know there's a connection there but you guys' sound is so different but i love that yeah have you played with him before shows and
0: yeah yeah we've done quite a few shows with them and they're pretty good too they're, they're good live they got a really good live show but yeah we've done some shows with him especially since he left the band he kind of start really started doing his own thing and yeah
2: we've we've picked them up whenever we could i think it's cool i mean yeah. i think you go to a show like that and and you're getting a little bit of everything you know mm-hmm. he does sort of like you know pop rock kind of thing and you guys are doing you know the country rock thing yeah i also asked him because i know he was uh he produced some of your most popular song. He's got a platinum record on the wall. You yeah. do as well. Uh-huh. Do you take that thing down and look at it all the time? Do you take pictures with it all the time? Does it um, hang on the wall? or do you have it? Yeah, I have, a, I have the gold and platinum
0: in our office at home. And uh, there's another one that our management got when it went platinum, and it's fucking massive. <laughs> and so it was just sitting in my studio right yeah. now. I haven't hung it on the wall or anything, but the other two are in
2: our office your success came quickly right yeah i mean you went from writing that song and a few years later you're playing headlining shows and traveling the country and yeah i mean i put that song out in april
0: and i think by november we were touring on christmas day i quit my job of that same year and it was just balls to the wall from there hasn't slowed down one
2: bit was it like one of those epic quits? Like, like oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: So I had like requested off for the entire week of Christmas and it got approved and everything. And I was living in Lubbock, but I was back home in Northeast Texas, like six hours away. And my boss had texted me and was like, um, we need you to work tomorrow. And I was like, well, I requested <laughs> off. There's no way I'm going to get there in time, anyways. Yeah. So I don't know what you want me to do. And they were like, well, this is considered job abandonment and all this stuff. Uh. And I just never texted <laughs> them back, never came back to work. Funny. And I guess that was what decided for me to quit my job. I was just like, all right, well, fuck this then. I'm just going to go do this music stuff.
2: You think you'll look back on that and that's like a pivotal moment in your career? Like, I'm going in on, all in on this. It's It's this or nothing. Maybe. I was kind of already there and I knew the day was
0: coming where I was going to quit. But we just weren't on the road, like, insane yet. Like mm-hmm. We weren't just always gone. It was more like a three-day run here and there. But I knew the touring was picking up. And uh, I think, like, a month later, we signed with a booking agent and all that stuff. So I knew it was kind of coming. Yeah. So I, I didn't mind losing my day job yeah. to go do what I actually
2: wanted to do. I know you're a rock fan, and I had heard on an interview um – Travis Barker, he's uh, like kind of you know still working a day job and the band's his band's taken off Link 182 obviously mm-hmm. and he's like man I just need something for full commitment to this I just need to make this my life mm-hmm. and he went out and got this big neck tattoo and he's like this is my statement that I'm I'm doing this all, I'm all in or nothing yeah <laughs> that's one way to do it sure. <laughs> but yeah I think about you know that's sort of like you'd see something on a movie it's like the big epic quit I'm going on the road see ya. Oh, yeah you know this damn song. It's amassed 150 million Spotify streams. Like we've talked about, been platinum. You know, do you remember like the exact day when you start constructing that song, when you write that song, when it comes together, and when you're like, I think this is pretty good. Yeah. So
0: it was at night, and so the guys in the band, four of them are original members, or three of them actually. I'm sorry. So Kalen, Zach, and Brandon, we've all kind of the four of us have been there since. Before we were even in a band, we were friends, and so we always hung out. Brandon, Zach, and Kalen had an apartment in Lubbock. They were random roommates, and uh, Zach and Kalen had already been friends. They grew up together, and me and Brandon knew each other since seventh grade, and so I moved out there and was like, screw it. I just wanted to get out of East Texas. We would go hang out at their apartment all the time, play guitars, and just kind of have jam circles or whatever and do whatever. And I was playing the chords to this damn song, and it wasn't a song yet. I was just picking on a guitar, and Kalen was like, hey, keep playing that. And I saw a comment the other day on – it was on a podcast that got posted that I did, and I was telling the same story, and they were like, there's more to the story than that. This isn't (laughs) the true story. This is the fucking true story. I don't care what anybody says. This is what happened. And so we're – At their apartment, I'm playing the chords, and Kaylin was like, hey, keep playing that. And he gets his phone out, and he sings the chorus to the same song he'd already had it wrote. And I was like, that's pretty damn good. You know, I really like that. Do you mind if I finish it? And he was like, I don't care. And so he sent me the words that he had, and I I went home to my house at probably 2 or 3 in the morning and just was on a bender and stayed up all night and wrote verses to it and uh, finished the song probably by six, yeah. something like that. And uh, it probably took, of actual writing, it probably took about 30 minutes to write the song. And in between, I was just partying by myself in my room. Right. <laughs> right. And, uh, But when I finished it, I had a good feeling about it. I mean, no one is going to write a song and be like, this is a hit, you know, that's yeah. not how it works. But I had a good feeling about it. I was like, I don't know if this song will ever be anything, but I feel like it's a good song. Yeah. And that's how it was created, at least. And then I sat on it for about a year, and it had started the demo of it just on my phone had started floating around kind of the Texas scene a little bit. And I made a couple friends through that. And I was like, well, I'm just going to go record it, I guess, and see what happens. And I did and put it out and... I think the first week on Spotify I got 10,000 streams and we weren't a band.
2: Right. Or so that's
0: thing so I was like, lot. "Oh man, yeah." So I I didn't know what to expect and after that happened, I was at work one night and Kobe's actually uh his manager at the time messaged me on Instagram and was like, "Hey, I'm Kobe Kipper's manager. We're interested in getting y'all on some shows." And I'd been listening to Kobe's stuff and I was like, "This guy's just fucking <laughs> right, you with know? me, right? Like, this is, he's not." What of your buddies' <laughs> joke Yeah, busting your balls. So I ignored him. And about an hour later, later, uh, Kobe messaged me on Instagram. I was like, "Hey, man, uh, my manager's trying to get a hold of y'all to do some shows. Like, here's my number. Here's his number. Just reach out to us." And then I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, sick. Let's do that then." And, yeah. And we did. We did like two weekends with them. And then I think they had booked us. Uh, like a two week run headlining and all the shows were full and everybody was singing the song back and i was like all right this is gonna be something i
2: guess yeah and we just kind of took it and ran so you said it came together within 30 minutes do you feel like the best songs come quickly or some of them do you have to really kind of painstakingly struggle through and and get to the end point i think it depends
0: like i feel like if you get to the point where you're really, really just trying to write the song, it's not going to happen the way you want it to because you're just kind of forcing the song to be written. But I do think probably
2: some of the best songs just come out of you. Yeah. And they just happen. But... Last summer, actually, in this same room where we're at now, we interviewed Wade Bowen and Randy Rogers. You know, mm. legendary Texas guys. Mm. Wade says that he makes it a point in our interviews; he makes it a point to write something every day, or at least strum the guitar. Whereas Randy just waits for the magic to happen. Yeah, two, you know, their best buddies. Yeah, play together all the time, write together, co-write, and all that. But very different ways of constructing songs mm. and songwriting. I feel like it's it could be. I don't feel like there's a. You know, there's like a layout to where you how you can write a song. You sort of have to wait for it to happen and sort of catch that magic in a bottle. Yeah, I think it's all up to personal preference. You know, there's great
0: songwriters like Wade that would write every day or something like that. But for me personally, I'm not going to write every day. I'm going to wait until I have some ideas or something that I want to write about. But I'll go on riding trips and I'll know, you know, we're going to write a song today and I'll be in that, in that space to yeah. be creative and have, have ideas and right. stuff like that. And at the end of the day, it's a craft and it's something that you have to get better at and work on and stuff like that. But it's not something that I feel like it's not like you're a pro athlete where you're going to work out every single day. I feel like for me, it's just when I'm in that headspace and when I want to write. Is when I'm going right. when I'm going to do it. How often do you play guitar? Um, I mean, other than shows, I'll go home and pick around a little bit. I mean, I don't. I probably don't play every single day. If we get off like a three or four week run, I'll go home and do nothing to do with music yeah.
2: for a, a good day. But uh, every now and then, you yeah. know,
0: just whenever I feel like playing,
2: you know, <laughs> is it sort of a necessity to get the songs out? Right. Like, do you look at guitar as like? Is that the tool to get from the songs from your head and 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 in your mind to a place where it can be something?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think for me, there's two ways it can go. It can either be I already have a melody and some words that I want to figure out, and I'll you know already have the key in my head. So like I find those chords and you just ride along with that, or you can sit there and not have an idea for anything. You're just jamming and you find. A good progression that you like and you're like, I think I'm gonna That's something. try to put some words on that. Yeah. You know?
2: Obviously you gotta you got the football background, you got the marine background. You know, we've talked to a lot of these text these this sort of new wave of Texas country rock, whatever you wanna call it. You know, the G we've interviewed Gio and Austin Upchurch and the guys here. We're gonna do Koopy Ko- Colby in here in a little bit. Coopy. <laughs> Coopy <Coopie>, Colby. <laughs> But do you think it's that brotherhood? I mean, even backstage here, it feels like there's just so much connection between all the bands and the scenes in Texas. So, you know, what's it mean to I guess be a a Texas country artist to you? Uh I do definitely think that there's, you know, some some
0: friendship between a lot of the Texas guys, but uh especially for this group, like we're all under the same management, so we see each other all the time. We do a lot of shows together. Yeah. So, we're all just naturally closer. Everybody at Floating Leaf. But yeah, I mean, I think all of us have a bunch of friends in the Texas scene. Everybody gets along pretty good as far as I know. I'm sure there's some people that have beef with each other or probably don't even like us or whatever. That's fine. But uh, I think for the most part, everybody has pretty good like
2: camaraderie in each other. Do you think that you know, that football or athletic side of you, you know, just kind of put your head down, go to work and, and, you know, do the touchdown dance later on. You know, is it all about the work for you? Is it all about, like I'm saying, staying humble and kind of putting, putting your head down and going to work?
0: Yeah. Just trying to not forget that this is what I grew up dreaming of doing, you know, cause it does after, after you're gone for a month or so, you're like, man, I can't wait to go home and not do anything to do with music for a day or two and stuff like that. But I don't let it take out the the passion, you know, of of loving this. Right. And I think you just have to have a good
2: balance in your life. This is a Midwest mixtape podcast joined here with pickets in the Rooftops. You uh, there's still tickets available for Chesterfield Amphitheater tonight with uh what do we call him? Co-, Co-, Co Coopy. Coopy. <laughs> <laughs> Kobe Cooper, Dylan Wheeler, what a show. Stack lineup. Come out to Chesterfield Amphitheater tonight. And if you're not able to make it tonight, Man, you want to go to the camp at Lake Wapapella Saturday, September 16th, doors at 6 p.m. presented by Golden Eagle Entertainment, Pickus in the Rooftops, and uh, my new friend Cade with his sexy music there. Oh my guy. Come check it out and you can go to, uh, rooftopscom for all the information and touring and merch and all those things. Yeah. Man, really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks, brother. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I could say that I saw it coming. Problem is I never do. And it's too late to let myself feel something, so I.